Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Elijah from Reaper, and you're listening to the Death to Orbit Metal Podcast. very special bonus episode of the death talk by metal podcast as always i'm gary grim and i'm tane and tonight we're going to be talking to reaper about their run and fear tour yes local boys reaper tom and elijah will be talking to you shortly we're kind of doing this as a little bonus episode in between our monthly episodes because i know you just can't get enough of us can't wait to hear our, our beautiful dulcet tones yeah floating through your headphones into your ear holes yeah but let's listen to some other dulcet tones yes the tones of reaper <laughs> so we're now joined by tom and elijah from the band reaper thanks for joining us guys thanks for having us uh, can I can I just get a who's who and uh, your your roles in the band? Um, well, I'm Elijah. I'm on vocals, and I'm Tom, and I play the drums. Excellent, awesome. Thanks for joining us, guys. No worries. So, being from Sydney, like I've seen you guys play uh, a few times now, and I'm sure there's a few listeners uh, from Sydney that have seen you guys uh, a few times as well. But uh, the podcast goes out. We are listened to all over the world. So there are a few people out there that don't know who you guys are. So could we get a little brief uh, origin story on the band Reaper? Yeah, so we're Reaper. Um, we're a modernized 80s thrash band based out of Wollongong in Sydney, Australia. Um, we play modernized 80s thrash, which is really our take on the on the genre and it's kind of our breath of fresh air into metal awesome you know if you ever come out to watch us play expect a energetic experience and you know you're gonna hear something unlike anything else that you've heard that's awesome so how, how did you guys find each other um i guess we were all, you know always friends from like you know starting high school we were always together always best mates you know tom and chris they're brothers so obviously you know they know each other better than anyone else sure mm. and um the rest of us you know best mates and one day we were just like you know fuck let's start a band let's do something different and you know always we're always in the metal our whole lives and so we just thought it'd be a sick idea and you know a year ago that happened and now we're here today and fuck yeah you know killing it that's awesome. So, so you guys uh, had any of you been playing in bands beforehand, like before you guys decided to form Reaper? Yeah, well, I played in a band. Um, we were called the Pedestrians, and it might sound a bit stupid, but you know, I was fairly young. I was about thirteen, fourteen at the time, and you know, we'd play a few shows down at the local pub and like the youth center and stuff with 
the the school that I went to mm-hmm. with uh, a few of our good mates, and that's kind of what really kicked off music for me personally. Um, I've been playing the drums for about eight or nine years now, and so it's always been there, but I always had a hard time liking rock music because that's what the main genre that we were taught was. It was just all rock. And I had a really hard time getting a grasp on it. And so that's when I decided to stop playing. And, you know, the band kind of split apart from that. And, you know, it was only until I found these guys who actually enjoyed to play metal that, you know, we actually started to get back into it. And, yeah. And, and this all started in the gong, right? Yeah, started in a garage in the gong. <laughs> hmm. So, so what's the metal scene like uh, around Wollongong? It's um, there's not too much, you know. There's there's a couple of bands here and there. There's there's us. There's um, you know, bands like Thrash Bandicoot, you know, mm-hmm. a few here and there. Yeah. And you know, it's not too big. You got Dicey Riley's. It's an Irish kind of style pub. And, you know, metal shows there, they, they go off. I mean, we got King Parrot playing there a couple of weeks' time, and I think that'll fucking, that'll be hectic. Nice, yeah, so, I saw you know, that. Like, Wollongong, it's got the potential to be good, but it's just it's kind of about getting people up and fucking off their ass and, you know, coming out to see gigs. Sure. And that's what it's all about. Sure, yeah, our good friends in uh, Children of Perdition are based in Wollongong as well. So, yeah, yeah we've heard a little bit about... Uh, the scene and trying to get people out to shows from um, David there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it, it seems like a common thread, actually, just getting getting people out, getting people to know about the scene. So it's awesome yeah. that you guys found each other. But, I mean, you know, when you guys met, when you, when you formed, uh, obviously you've already spoken about, like, love of thrash, love of metal... But what are some of your other influences? I mean, like, was it just music? Were there, were there non-musical influences? Things you guys sort of uh, were inspired by? Well, it was... I guess it was kind of just, like, a passion for music to begin with. Like, we would be at school and, you know, Michael would have... Michael, that bass player, he would bring over the whole discography of Megadeth in hard copy CDs and, you know... For like six lunch times, I'd sit there on my computer, just chucking them all in and, and burning them onto my computer because I could never afford them and you know <laughs> stuff like that. And you know, Elijah saying, "Oh, yo, go listen to these guys, listen to these guys," and you know, I'd look up their band camp and I'd just check them out. And you know, I'd look down and say, "Free or donation," and just think, "Fuck yes!" And you know, I'd go download all this music, and it was. It was really just a trade of music to begin with and that's kind of what started everything and it was funny because, you know, as good friends as we were, we didn't even realise that half of us played instruments because I was, I was unactive for a long time and so no one even knew that I played the drums. I didn't even know Elijah knew how to even hold a guitar and <laughs> you know, Michael hadn't actually played a bass since the band, you know. We've been in the band for a bit over a year and he's been playing the bass for about eight months. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was all kind of coincidental and, yeah. You just kind of fell into place. But, yeah, you know, like Tom said, it's 
no really, you know, inspirations or anything outside of music. It's just music itself is what attracted us. You know, it's just the power of it, I guess. It brings people together, brings mates together, and, you know, that's pretty much it, eh? If, if you had to sum it up with a couple of influent, uh, influential albums that kind of really kind of um, inform Reaper's music, are there any names that come to mind? I think every fucking Megadeth album ever. <laughs> so, uh, Even Super Megas Collider? Especially Countdown count to Extinction. Uh, nice. Um, a few like fairly influential albums are probably Painkiller by Judas Priest. Nice. Oh, yeah. um, Overkill by Motorhead. Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Yep. The, the song itself. Um, Kill Em All by Metallica. OFR by Nitro. You know, there's a bit of Slayer Rain and Blood influence in there as well. And Justice for All. You know, just that sort of vibe for us. Yeah, right. That's... It's funny that you mentioned those albums because it can definitely hear that influence uh, when when you see you guys play and uh, listening to the EP. Speaking of songwriting and uh, of the new of the EP uh, "Run in Fear," uh, was this your first time in the studio together? Yeah, yeah, it was our first time in the studio together. You know, professionally. Sure. Um, we we tried recording things here and there, but. You know, it didn't really work out, and we um we entered into this university band comp actually, and we ended up winning that. That was in our early days, and you know we had no idea what was going on back then. We weren't that great, and somehow we won it, the band comp, and we got to record the EP from that. That was the prize, and you know that's how we got the EP. And it was it was a big learning process. Like you know, we'd be doing take after take after take after take. And we, we had no clue what we were doing, but eventually we got there in the end. And, you know, I think from that experience, from recording the EP, we have a much bigger understanding. And so when we get in there next time, you know, we're going to understand what we're doing a lot more. And that'll be really helpful. That's awesome. I mean, I mean especially to, to have that opportunity is, um, you know, like where, where you guys are uh, at this point in the band. But I mean, like as as far as the process, like you, you feel like yeah, you've learnt a lot. What, I meant to ask, were you writing in the studio as well, or did you go in with with all of this material? Um, we went in, you know, everything was prepared, everything was ready to go. We'd been playing it for a while, and I think there was one song, Nemesis. We ended up completely changing that song in the studio the day we recorded it, and it turned out the way it is now, and we're we're so happy that that happened. Because you know the song compared, compared to before that day, oh, it's so much better now. <laughs> yeah, serendipitous. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. And it's like looking at all of the statistics on listens and downloads and you know streams and stuff. Nemesis actually ended up being the most popular song on the EP. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so yeah, a bit crazy. It uh, worth the effort. Yeah, uh, it did well. Definitely. So, uh, pu- putting these songs together, w- was it a collaborative effort, or was there a, like a main riff writer, or was it like a you know uh, the the whole group kind of putting in their two cents? So pretty much like how we how these songs came together is Chris, um, the guitarist, he does most of the the riff writing. Um, 
and you know he will all come together and you know we'll all shoot our ideas out there and Chris will play a riff, Michael will play a few riffs, and Elijah will play a few riffs because they actually play guitar. I just kind of sit there on my drums and listen. And um, what we'll do is we'll pick and choose which riffs we feel like we can work with and, you know, that are our sound. And we'll kind of just combine them into one song or we'll keep them separate for two different songs. Right. That's why sometimes you may hear... In a few of our songs, there's just completely different sections and the riffs are completely different. It's because we've grabbed two riffs and we've altered them to sound similar and we've chucked them together in a song. Once the guitar's written, bass follows guitar and I'll sit on the drums and I'll get them to run the bars over and I'll write the drums to it and then there's lyrics and that's it. I just sing random shit over what we've got. I'll think, what does this song sound like? Like for Nemesis, when I listened to it, I was like, what do these songs sound like? And then I just imagined myself dissing someone out to that song. And I was like, that, that could go well. That could be all right. And then fucking pen to paper, you know, wrote it all down and that's how it happened. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's how it happens for all the songs, you know. I just think, what, what could I imagine myself saying to this riff? And then I just fucking say it. So the vocals yeah. are very much a latter part. The, the lyrics are sort of like wrapping it up, the, the icing on the cake, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, I mean, so, I mean, you know, we've got the EP now. Yeah, and, right. and the tour started on the 10th in Adelaide. Yeah. So how have the shows been so far? How was Radelaide? Yeah. <laughs> Radelaide, well, Adelaide was a bit crazy. You know, the city's a bit fucked. <laughs> that's probably best described is Adelaide is pretty fucked um, uh, let, let's expand on that a little bit shall we <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell a story uh, yeah yeah go for it Adelaide being fucked so we decided to you know after we played our show and whatnot, decided to go out you know check out the city a little bit the first bar that I went to I had you know some I, I'm not gonna I don't know I had some old bikey looking bloke like I don't know he, he wanted to chat with me and start chatting with him I think I just said the wrong thing I think I pissed him off a little bit and um, he started talking to me funny I was like oh no why has why his mood completely changed oh. and then he just like death stared me and stopped saying words to me I was like oh shit and then I kind of kind of started getting threatened a little bit and I was like fuck I need to get out of here and yeah, he was looking a bit scary. I was fucking up and left, eh? You just bolted out of there. To be fair, you you probably shouldn't have told him that Harley's a shit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Yeah, no, I shouldn't have said that, eh? Was, yeah. As soon as I said that, his whole face dropped, and he's like, "Oh." Yeah, I know, yeah. Some people are weird, hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this uh, is before the show. Before the show, no, Thomas. No, wow. this was after the show. That happened before, after the show, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So you're not just like kind of looking around your back, looking for some old bikey guy, like lunging yeah. from the side of the stage. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Oh, well, after the show, like, or after that happened, you know, I ran out of that bar and I was looking over my back for the rest of the night because we were still out. <laughs> yeah. And we were out for like another three hours after that and all the boys were like, relax, man, relax, man. And I was like, no, no. I'm fucked. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> I just wanted to get on the plane and leave right there, eh? Wow. Well, 
you, you didn't get bashed and you got a good tour story out of it at least yeah, so, yeah exactly have, have there know, been any other kind of crazy tour stories whether it's from uh from the shows that you've been playing for the ep launch or or from previous uh previous shows um well nothing like too hectic like that but it's just like you know we went to Melbourne. We were in Melbourne last weekend, and some places are fucked. We we caught a six minute taxi drive ride, mm. and it was fucking forty eight dollars. Forty eight dollars for a fucking taxi for it was dead set like six seven minute. It was dead set six seven minute ride, and he charges forty eight fucking dollars. That's Jesus bullshit. Christ. Did you have Did you have gear with you or anything like that? Yeah, that's that's why we caught the cab because we had all this gear, and it was too hard to walk with. Right. Because mm. we had like we just gotten off the plane and we were at the airport and um, we had all our luggage, guitars. Um, I had all my drum gear. They had um a few guitar heads and stuff, and it was just too much. Yeah, I reckon he probably fucking taxed you because of the gear. Yeah, he was probably worried about his taxi getting dented by drum stands or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fucked. And also, loading into that taxi, we were on the road and some guy ran over Michael's bass. You are shitting me. No, he's brand new Rickenbacker. Oh, Oh. Brand new. He bought it once. Christmas time last year yeah it got ran over and we're so thankful it was in a hard case oh wow honesty in all honesty if you're banned and and you're touring and you're traveling get yourself a fucking hard case because (laughs) it'll save you a couple grand and especially being the drummer you don't want to pay for it it's your fault (laughs) 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 exclusive tour tips here folks yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, man, a, a Rickenbacker, man, Lemmy must have been crying from the afterlife seeing that happen. <laughs> no, I think, I think he blessed the, uh, he blessed the base and that's why it's That's why it survived. Yeah. The ghostly hand of Lemmy lifted the car off the road just yeah. as it was going over it, yeah. Uh, so we, we've heard some stories about why some places are fucked. Uh, do you have any, like, uh positive stories from the road like things that are unexpected uh, good shit that has happened while you've been out and about yeah well um when we landed in adelaide we thankfully we had um our good mate chris showing us around the place you might know him from hidden intent mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah. So sorry i was, I was drinking beer us- so i couldn't answer but yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had Chris showing us around the place and, you know, we were talking to him before and he's like, yeah, you know, you can crash at our place and, you know, I'll show you around, we'll do some stuff and, you know, we'll make sure you have fun and stuff and we're like, okay, okay, you know, Adelaide's pretty fucked, but, you know, we'll try. And, um, no, it was really good. We went out to a few wineries and, um, we got smashed for free, which is really nice. Mm. <laughs> um, and in one of them, believe me or not, fucking Master of Puppets was playing at this winery and we were just smashing wine to Master of Puppets where they're all air guitaring and shit and there's all these other people all dressed up all fancy just kind of like, <laughs> these guys doing? And so, yeah, it was funny as, um, you know, really nice scenery um, of the vineyards and stuff like that. I think that's what they are. 
and um vineyards vineyards yeah <laughs> and it was no it was awesome it was really fucking hot you know we sweated our asses off we got a bit of color onto our skin which is cool got outside and um everything was cheap in adelaide i don't know why but everything was fucking cheap i think because you know, uh because no one wants to be yeah, there. No bugger will go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I definitely reckon so. You know, you just go... We went to this pizza shop and it was like $5 for a slice of pizza. And I was like, you fucking kidding me? $5 for a slice of pizza. And then I bought one anyways and it was like the size of my fucking belly. Like, <laughs> massive. And I was like, that's not a slice of pizza. That is a whole pizza uncut <laughs> in one slice. Like it was fucked, but like no, yeah, it was it was pretty nice. Um, yeah, so go. The beer was cheap. Sure. As well, go to um, go to Adelaide for the wine, beer, and uh, pizza, I guess. Yeah, and, and the old yeah. bikey guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also, that was kind of fucked. Like, we went over there, and I was just like, "Yeah, can I have a kebab?" And they're like, "Yeah, one euro's coming up," and I'm like. No, I don't want a gyros. I want a fucking kebab. Because, yeah, my gyros coming up. And I was just like, what the fuck? Some girl behind me taps my shoulder and she goes, yeah, kebabs are called gyros over here. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck? It's not like we changed countries. We just went to Adelaide and they're starting to call fucking kebabs gyros. Yeah, right. That's amazing. I love hearing this different shit, like just like minor little things. Like, you know, you've got your, your pots and your schooners and, and schnitty, sorry, Palmer and Palmo or Palmy or wherever the hell you are. But I mean, look, besides, it sounds like the, the tour gods were smiling on you guys uh, for the most part, which is which is excellent. But um, I mean, as, as far as the shows themselves, like how'd they go down? How'd you guys go? I think they were pretty good. Yeah. We, we got told, you know, the place we were playing at was called the Enigma Bar. Um, this was in Adelaide, so mysterious. Yeah. You know, we got told for for Adelaide, it was a pretty good turnout, and we were, we were happy with that. You know, that's thanks to um, that's thanks to Chris helping us book that show. You know, he did a really good job on that, and you know, we had a fairly good turnout. He was happy with it too. You know, he came up to us afterwards, and he was just like, you know, you guys did really well. People were interested to see you here. Like, you know, he he was happy and. Yeah, but it was it was just a bit unfortunate because originally the show was booked at Brew Boys. Um, Brew Boys is a brewery in Adelaide, and they would do a show like every I think every month or two, and they would just have a show and it would just get fucking packed with people because metal craft beer you, you you don't go wrong there you know sure you've got a metal head you've got some metal. You've got some fucking good beer, and you know it works. It's a and it's a winning like, combination, definitely. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and so it was booked for Brew Boys, and you know we were heaps keen to play. And what happened was maybe three days before we left for Adelaide, um, the show got cancelled due to um, due to some noise complaints. Noise complaints. Oh, something they had to get um, like lawyers involved and stuff, and. Yeah, it was all kind of crazy, and luckily we got a slot at Enigma Bar. Like we were pretty, pretty fucking lucky to be able to continue the show for that day. Wow! And um, it was yeah, it was a bit hard having another show 
at Enigma in the other room because yeah. it's kind of like there's two there's like upstairs left and right and um, yeah there was another show on and uh, we had a really good turnout we we got what we needed um, budget wise and we had an awesome time excellent that what more could you want yeah that's it there's <laughs> nothing more we need and yeah it was good we really enjoyed ourselves out there that's great yeah especially when you think things are you know going a bit sideways to have to have that kind of turnout that's amazing yeah and you know there's a lot there's always going to be times where you doubt yourself and you doubt what you've done and times where you feel really good about what you've done and you always end up surprising yourself and that's what we tend to find with shows that we play and put on and stuff like that excellent that's good to hear speaking of your shows uh for those who haven't seen a reaper show before you kind of talked a little bit at the beginning about what to expect but uh what 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 are you trying to put out there at at the live show you know things in the reaper camp have changed a bit since you guys have last seen us yeah <laughs> um we've definitely we've all been sitting down and kind of as a band talking about you know what we're here for and what we want to do and how we can kind of separate ourselves apart from other bands. And so our main focus at the moment has really been on our live performance. And it's one thing to really see a band. Um, another thing to watch a band perform, but it's really another thing to connect with a band that you're watching. And we find that that's what we've been putting out and, it's it's something that you can enjoy you can enjoy it visually you can enjoy it auditorily i don't know if that's a fucking word <laughs> or audibly can, audibly yeah audibly <laughs> audibly i don't fucking know you can, hear it. Nice. you can watch it it's something to watch and it's something you can feel you can feel our, you can feel our energies that we're pushing out through to everyone and you know it looks how it sounds and it sounds how it looks so it, it kind of all matching there and yeah. yeah it's it's been the performance wise very happy with it recently we've really been trying hard and we've been focusing more on the audience as well and what you know what they would enjoy seeing more instead of just standing there and playing and not moving around and it's not as so moving around it's kind of just you know, being there, engaging, engaging with the audience. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, um, yeah. You know, so. cause like I was, I was about to, we've been chatting about this for a while, you know, it's something we, not so much struggled with, but something we've been trying to figure out and learn about ourselves, you know, what kind of show do we want to put on? And, um, you know, as you guys might've seen, like I use that mic stand, you know, I'm the mic stand kind of guy. Yeah. I love to clutch it and fucking dance with it, whatever you want to say. And, um, <laughs> I was actually about to, you know, start picking up a guitar I'm playing. And for these tour shows, it was um it was in Adelaide. I had my mic stand taken away from me. And I was like, What is this? Like the fucking the audio bloke is just like, nah, you don't need a mic stand, you're a singer. And I was like, Oh, alright, so be it. And I ended up discovering that my best performance was, you know, without a live without a mic stand. I was able to, you know, really get up with the crowd and really just fucking move around, jump around. And I ended up just getting soaked in sweat, ripping off my shirt and just 
Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> and after that, I was like, fuck, like maybe this is how we're meant to be. Sure. Yeah, maybe I'm not supposed to use this stand. And, you know, in in Melbourne, we did that again and, you know, it repeated itself. Like I found myself, you know, getting on my knees and getting right up close with the crowd on the edge of the stage. And oh, I was loving it. I was like, fuck, this is how it's supposed to be. Excellent. And so, you know, next time you guys see us play, you'll be seeing me without a stand. Wow. And you'll be seeing us hopefully all running around just fucking giving it our best. So where and when can we see uh, Sands mic stand? So the last show on the tour date happens to be the Sydney date of the tour. Um, on the on April 22nd, we are playing Frankie's Pizza. So that'll be the last tour date um, and the only Sydney date of the tour. Um, but after that... We've got coming up Metal United Worldwide at the Stag. Ah, nice. Yes. That'll that'll also be an awesome event. Got a few really good bands on that. And after that, it may be a while that Sydney sees us. You know, we're going to head back into our cave, plot some more, you know, plan out the rest of the year and, you know, the first half of next year and really pump it all out. So is that going to be like a songwriting and plans to record perhaps? Yeah, I think, I think everything, that'll be a bit of everything. That'll be, you know, reflecting on the past, you know, year and a half and kind of looking at what we did really good, what we were really happy with, what we can do better. And, you know, like you said, writing and getting some recordings done. Nice. You know? Yeah. Excellent. Look forward to it. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have a lot to digest after the, uh, after the current tour. And, yeah. and the Euros as well. Yeah. <laughs> a lot to digest. Yeah, Mind blown. It's, it's especially been a big one for us, um, releasing the EP at the same time. And for it being our debut EP, um, it's just a lot. It's a lot of feedback. It's a lot of work. And it's a lot of unknown territories to us. And it's all kind of new, you know. We, we push out our first EP and... We push out our first Australian tour and, you know, but it's been a really good learning experience and we can take everything from what we've gotten and, you know, so for next time it's it's going to be a lot more well thought out and what, but, you know, a lot better. And So you're growing and evolving as you go along, basically. Yeah. Excellent. 100%. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, I mean, I guess we, we've covered a lot tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we just wanted to ask, um, we'd love to play a song from Run In Fear. Which song would you guys like us to play? Ooh, I think, I think we both looked at each other just then. We're both kind of just like, it's going to be Nemesis. Oh yeah, I yeah. was going to yeah. say, like, if you say what I'm thinking, then, then you're fucked. Like, <laughs> we've got some weird telepathic, you know, connections here. And it's got to be the Nemesis. Yeah, 100%. Well, after that build up, we can't not play Nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> just think, when you play Nemesis, just think about just that one fucking cunt that you fucking hate. And you just despise the fucking shit out of him. And, you know, uh, you want to fucking kill him. And you just want to fuck him in the ass, like. <laughs> so well, Gary and I will be thinking of each other. Uh, yeah. uh, man, I was trying to get in before Tane said it, but yeah, there we go. I was gonna that say is, I'm sitting is, right next that is to. What this song is about, and before you ask me, oh, oh, who, who's your nemesis? Who's your nemesis? For me, this song is definitely written about myself. 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's a very, oh, it's very, you know, Deep. I feel like I'm at war with myself in my head a lot of the time and I keep fighting with myself and I hate myself. I love myself. I hate myself. And that's why when Elijah said, you know, this song's going to be about the nemesis, I was just thinking, holy fuck, that is perfect. You know, like it's just perfectly how I am. And so if, you know, that's, if that's about, if you're like me, then fucking enjoy, Damn. enjoy our thoughts on, on a song. I think that's the best thing about this song. It can be about anything you want, you know, anything that you really hate. Like Tom said, whether it's yourself or whether it's one specific cunt, you know, that's what this song's about. <laughs> that is the best description ever. That is just <laughs> so fucking bang on. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. You've been amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks Th- for having us, man. Honestly, we appreciate it heaps. Hey, no worries. Thank you. And uh, so without further ado, here's uh, Nemesis by Reaper. <laughs> Yeah. 